Uncle Bentley and the Roosters by Hayden Carruth From the Wit and Humor of America, Volume 10 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman Uncle Bentley and the Roosters by Hayden Carruth the burden of uncle bentley has always rested heavily on our town having not a shadow of business to attend to he has made other people's business his own and looked after it in season and out especially out if there was a thing which nobody wants done to this uncle bentley applies his busy hand one warm summer sunday we were all at church our pastor had taken the passage on turning the other cheek or one akin to it for his text and was preaching on peace and quiet and non-resistance he soon had us in a devout mood which must have been beautiful to see and encouraging to the good man of course uncle bentley was there he always was and forever in the front pew with his neck craned up looking backward to see if there was anything that didn't need doing which he could do he always tinkered with the fires in the winter and fussed with the windows in the summer and did his worst with each his strongest church point was ushering not content to usher strangers within our gates he would usher all of us and always thrust us into pews with just the people we didn't want to sit with if you failed to follow him when he took you in tow he would stop and look back reproachfully describing mighty indrawing curves with his arm and if you pretended not to see him he would give a low whistle to attract your attention the arm working right along like a holland windmill on this particular warm summer sunday uncle bentley was in place wearing his long full-skirted coat a queer dark bottle green purplish blue he had ushered to his own exceeding joy and gotten two men in one pew and given them a single hymn-book who wouldn't on weekdays speak to each other i ought to mention that we had long before made a verb of uncle bentley to uncle bentley was to do the wrong thing it was a regular verb uncle bentley uncle bentleyed uncle bentleying those two rampant enemies in the same pew had been uncle bentley the minister was floating along smoothly on the subject of peace when uncle bentley was observed to throw up his head he had heard a sound outside it was really nothing but one of deacon Plummer's young roosters crowing the deacon lived near and the vocal offerings from his poultry were frequent and had ceased to interest anyone except uncle bentley then in the pauses between the preacher's periods we heard the flapping of wings with sudden stops and startings those unregenerated fowls unable to understand a good man's word were fighting even this didn't interest us we were committed to peace but uncle bentley shot up like a jack-in-the-box and cantered down the aisle of course his notion was the roosters were disturbing the services and that it was his duty to go out and stop them we heard vigorous shoes and take that and 
Consarn yous! And then Uncle Bentley came back, looking very important. And as he stalked up the aisle, he glanced around and nodded his head, saying as clear as words, There, where would you be without me? Another defiant crow floated in at the window. The next moment the rushing and beating of wings began again, and down the aisle went Uncle Bentley, the long tails of the coat fairly floating like a cloud behind him. There was further uproar outside, and Uncle Bentley was back in his place, this time turning around and whispering hoarsely, I have fixed him. But such was not the case, for twice more the same thing was repeated. The last time Uncle Bentley came back, he wore a calm, snug expression, as who should say, Now I have fixed him. We should have liked it better if the roosters had fixed Uncle Bentley. But nobody paid much attention except Deacon Plummer. The thought occurred to him that perhaps Uncle Bentley had killed the fowls. But he hadn't. However, there were no more disturbances without, and after a time the sermon closed. There was some sort of special collection to be taken up. Of course, Uncle Bentley always insisted on taking up all the collections. He hopped up on this occasion and seized the plate with more than usual vigor. His struggles with the roosters had evidently stimulated him. He soon made the rounds and approached the table in front of the pulpit to deposit his harvest. As he did so, we saw, to our horror, that the long tails of that ridiculous coat were violently agitated. A sickening suspicion came over us. The next moment one of those belligerent young roosters thrust a head out of either of those coat-tail pockets. One uttered a raucous crow, and the other made a vicious dab. Uncle Bentley dropped the plate with a scattering of coin, seized a coat-skirt in each hand, and drew it front. This dumped both fowls out on the floor where they went at it with hammer and tongs. What happened after this is a blur in most of our memories. All that is certain is that there was an uproar in the congregation, especially the younger portion, and that the deacon began making unsuccessful dives for his poultry, and the organist struck up onward Christian soldiers, and that the minister waved us away without a benediction amid shouts of, Shoo! I swanny, and drat the pesky critters from your Uncle Bentley. Did it serve to subdue Uncle Bentley? Not in the least. He survived to do worse things. The End of Uncle Bentley and the Roosters by Hayden Carute